Hey guys, welcome back to FPL Rebound, your weekly fantasy podcast show. We're back with another podcast, looking back at what happened during Game Week 7 and to look forward to make some interesting decisions about Game Week 8. So the roller coaster season is still full of surprises. There's a lot of uh, unexpected results and uh, predicting clean sheets has been a huge task. Uh, one cannot uh, really... Uh, be sure about where the clean sheets are coming from. So oh, there's a lot of uncertainty going around. There's a lot of injuries that is coming in and uh, for the previous game weeks. And there are a couple of uh, players who are coming off uh, the suspensions uh, which they were earlier, uh, the, which they were serving earlier. So there's quite a lot of uh, interesting stuff to discuss, and we're going to look back at how uh, my particular team had performed and stuff. So just before we uh, get going, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at FPL Rebound. Also give us a follow on Anchor and Spotify. So uh, for the benefit of the listeners, I'm recording this on the 4th of November, uh, Wednesday evening. Uh, there are plenty of midweek actions. Uh, as you guys know, there's Champions League happening. There's Europa. So be aware of what you're listening here. Uh, make sure to plan accordingly with the latest information that is available uh, in the next couple of uh, days. It's going to be another Friday deadline uh, this week. Uh, so make sure that you have all the latest information uh, before you go ahead and make any sort of uh, change. So with that being said, let's get going. Uh, so here are the things that we are going to discuss uh, today. So firstly, we are going to look, as usual, we are going to look back at uh, Game Week 17 review, uh, some of the key takeaways, uh, some of the injury uh, roundups. Then we are going to talk about the differential options that we have. Then we are, ta- we are taking uh, plenty of community questions this time. And then we are going to discuss about the transfers and captaincy option for my particular team. Okay, so starting off with Game Week 7 review of... Uh, Game week seven was another below par performance, I must say. Uh, I ended up scoring just 51 points, with just uh, two, which is two points lesser than the overall average of the week. Another small red arrow, which uh, takes the overall ranking uh, to 1.3 million. But as I keep saying, uh, the overall rank does not. Uh, matter much at this point of time. Uh, if you look at uh, the overall score, uh, which stands at uh, 393, uh, which is like 56 points or 57 points on, on an average so far. So ideally, uh, that's not bad, I would say. That is something which I expected to achieve. Uh, I expected to clock uh, 60 points a week or 60 to 65 points a week. So that's my target for each and every week. So 56 is still not relatively bad. I can still patch up for that. There's a long way to go. So how uh, or where did the points come from for the team? Starting at Martinez, Martinez ended up uh, with zero points. Uh, The game against Southampton, we could see lots and lots of goals going in and around for both teams. Almost seven uh, goals involved in that particular game. So Southampton scoring four, Martinez ended up with a zero point. Then we had Robertson. Again, there was no clean sheet. Another uh, uh, unlucky goal to concede for Liverpool. Now, this is becoming a worry. So, Robertson is now just on 29 points uh, for the overall season. And since we have taken him, it was just 10 points for three games. Uh, uh, 
So that's that's really a, a cause of concern. Then we have a Ben Chilwell. Uh, Chilwell again another clean sheet. Um, I'm a little surprised with the way how Chelsea have performed defensively. I was going with Chilwell uh, with a bit of uh, hesitance in my mind whether it's going to work or not. Our couple of weeks back, I did not recommend any of the Chelsea defense to anyone else who asked me for. But however things have changed, they are looking like a better unit now. So I'm happy with uh, owning Ben Chilwell at this point of time, both defensively and the way he moves forward uh, offensively as well. And then we got a lucky goal uh, from Dallas, uh, the only goal that they scored against Leicester. So he comes up with a six-pointer. There's a blank for uh, Hungman's son, the first blank in almost four games. Uh, this is something which was coming and we know Brighton is a much better defensive unit. Uh, they haven't conce uh, conceded a lot of goals, like how Spurs would have expected to score more goals and stuff. But Brighton, on the uh, uh, from an overall team standpoint, it had a lot of surprises uh, on the whole. Uh, we so so that's something to talk about. We'll talk about it later. Then we went with Salah as a captain. Luckily, uh, it turned out to be the best decision. Uh, with eight points, he scored uh, the maximum in the team. So. No compliance over there. Uh, tough game this week, but that's okay. We are planning to hold him for long term. Then Bisuma comes in uh, for the injured Pulisic, who got injured during a warm-up uh, session against uh, their match up against uh, Burnley. So that was something uh, which is unexpected. Probably I did not uh, sort my uh, bench options in the right order. So that costed me uh, the nine-pointer, which is sitting on uh, I mean, uh, uh, Lamptey with a nine-pointer who's sitting on as my third sub-option for this week. Then we made two transfers uh, last week, uh, taking Hens Rodriguez and uh, Calvert-Lewin out for Rashford and Bamford. So that decision really backfired. Um, both of them blanked, whereas uh, Calvert-Lewin went ahead, scored a late uh, goal to come out with uh, uh, attacking return this week as well. So that's something uh, which didn't go as planned, but I'm planning to hold Rashford for at least for three or four more games. Uh, so probably on the longer term, this could fetch much better results. Moving on to the front line, uh, we have Ole Watkins, who came out with a very lucky goal and a bonus, which is a surprise. So he came out with seven points. The, uh, Aston Villa was involved in three goals. However, uh, this particular goal from Watkins was really lucky uh, I, I wasn't sure that he is on pens so that's something uh, just fell in place for us uh, with uh, all the bad game weeks we are having probably i felt okay uh, it, it's good to take that points whichever comes whatever way it is coming as i told bamford blanked uh, so no complaints on there he missed a couple of good chances uh, uh, can't do much about it uh, he has uh, decent uh, fixtures coming up. As I told, Leeds aren't a team who's going to sit back and uh, work on the counters and stuff. They are going to be offensive all the games. So that's something to look forward to, probably a couple of weeks. And then if he's still not performing, maybe we can reconsider the option. Then last, uh, we have Harry Kane, who converted a penalty. Uh, he, he came up with a six-pointer. So well and good, 
they are playing West Brom this week. There's no chance that I'm getting rid of Harry Kane, at least for this week. So that is all about the team with 51 points, couple of injury concerns, not couple, probably even more. Uh, so we'll talk about it uh, during the captaincy and uh, transfer options in the end. So with that said, we'll just quickly move to some of the key takeaways that I wanted to discuss uh, this particular week. So the first thing is that the curious uh, case or rather uh, something which many of us wouldn't have thought about uh, at the beginning of the season. It is the way Arsenal's defense have performed so far. So that's something surprising. Uh, had anyone told uh, you would consider an Arsenal defense uh, like seven games down the line, uh, we wouldn't have believed that. So Arsenal was supposed to be called such a leaky defense all season last year. But comparatively, uh, Mikel Arteta has converted this team uh, to be a much more well-drilled unit at the back. There are decent set of options uh, in terms of both their defenders and uh, the goalkeeper which we may consider. The defensive numbers really speaks for itself. If you see, they are the least goals conceded team at this point of time with just seven goals. Uh, they, have, they, are, uh, con they are conceding 73 shots, uh, just 35 inside the box and 24 on target, which is the third most uh, or third best defense in the league so far. So even on the set piece, the headers and everything, uh, defensively, they look like a pretty good unit. And there are a couple of options, as I told. I have one of the options as a differential as well. So Arsenal defense is something which I'm personally considering for my team. So that's the primary reason I'm talking about it here. So if you are willing to uh, look for replacements for the likes of uh, Robertson or Trent Alexander-Arnold, or any other uh, budget to premium uh, defensive options that you have, I would suggest Arsenal are a better team uh, overall. You have the likes of uh, Bellerin, Gabriel, Holding, Megan Niles, and uh, David Lewis. There's, there's plenty of options over here. So you can consider who is nailed on, who's going to be uh, returning more and stuff. We'll talk about it uh, uh, shortly. So Arsenal's defense is one of the uh, key aspects, key takeaways uh, from me. For me, this particular week, they they faced uh, Manchester United. They kept a clean sheet at uh, Old Trafford. Their first win in a long time. They were really solid. Uh, or we can play the Devils Advocate Advocate the other way as well. Like United weren't attacking that that well but it's not just about the United game even on the previous occasions in the previous games Arsenal looked like a decent defensive unit so far in the season and the numbers speak for itself as I told so I would definitely consider their fixtures look good if you look at uh, game week 8 they play uh, up against Aston Villa at home then they have Leeds Wolves and then Tottenham Burnley Southampton for the next five or six game weeks decent uh, fixtures I would say so uh, start thinking about the, the Arsenal defense it's high time uh, that is where uh, that is the decision and, or that is the uh, direction we must head uh, in terms of having the uh, mid-priced uh, defensive options that we have 
the other key takeaway or the uh, talking point uh, that's that caught my eye is Chelsea's attack. So Chelsea's attack is coming along really well. Uh, they have all their uh, new signings in in place. They are playing really well. They are scoring a lot of goals. They scored 16 goals, which is like the uh, third most, uh, only next to uh, Spurs, Leicester, and Liverpool. So they are scoring even more than Manchester City. So they have scored more goals than Manchester City, who who we usually think that uh, a most more or prolific goal-scoring team who have underperformed so far because of various reasons, uh, lack of striker options and stuff. But coming back to Chelsea, they look really good uh, in terms of shots, 85 shots, uh, 39 uh, on target and 54 inside the box, 12 big chances created and an expected goal of 12 goals so far. They are a little bit overperforming in terms of the overall goals, but I think that's going to get better uh, given that uh, all their uh, new signings are back and they're fit to go in terms of Ziyech, uh, their Havertz and Werner. Everyone is starting to uh, get into that rhythm. So I think Chelsea's attack is going to fetch more points. Uh, we have a ton of options uh, in their midfield and forward. You have the likes of Pulisic, Havertz, Ziyech, Werner, Mount, Abraham. So there's, there's multiple options, but how you play around with these options is the biggest question. I particularly have Pulisic at this moment. I'm just waiting for uh, the injury news more. I'll probably make a decision based on that particular news. But overall, Chelsea's attack really looked good. So that's one of the key takeaways uh, that we could observe from all these weeks and this particular game week as well. So the next uh, topic or the key takeaway uh, is something which is on top of everyone's mind. There were a couple of community questions as well. Um, so probably I'll cover that uh, questions here so that it is getting answered for everyone. So the thing is the uh, Yota bandwagon. So uh, 6.4 million with 5% uh, ownership. I can understand the urge but because uh, he's on top of uh, his form whenever he's asked to step in from the bench. He's being the most uh, fourth most transferred in midfielder this week. But my concerns, I have my reservations against him. For instance, he's still a not a nailed-on player, though he got an hat-trick uh, in the Champions League last night. But uh, the starting place is, is still a big question mark. I wouldn't risk a 6.4 million option coming off the bench. That is something which I wouldn't personally uh, wish. And then you have these benching uh, headaches. Once you have such an option, then you might have to think on to put him on bench for a week or two or play him for that 20 minutes or 30 minutes cameo appearance from the bench. You can't expect a goal or an assist every single week. It may happen, it may not. But I would always prefer to have someone who is nailed on. We can reconsider Yota given that if he is going to be a pretty nailed on option in the weeks coming along, in probably in another three, four weeks, then I, I might reconsider that uh, opinion of mine. So, but for now, I'm not joining the Yota bandwagon. Uh, that's something which is pretty expensive uh, for me to risk at this point of time. So, this is something uh, which was asked in the community questions as well. So, I think uh, that summarizes my opinion. 
I wouldn't go anywhere near IOTA at this point of time. With that uh, covered for the key takeaways, I'll quickly jump on to the injury round roundup. So there are a couple of injuries that are majorly concerning the community. One is uh, Danny Ings. We have a confirmed news now that uh, Danny Ings has undergone a surgery, uh, a knee surgery, and which will keep him out for nearly four to six weeks. So that's quite a, a bit long. Uh, for you. for instance, he's going to be out up until the entire November or early December. So that is really worrying. If you have Danny Ings, definitely go look out for options, sell him and get an alternative. I'm talking about a couple of alternatives in, uh, in the show at a, at a later point of time, so watch out for that. The next uh, key injury which many people are talking about is Christian Pulisic. I personally uh, have him in my team. So uh, there's a minor hamstring injury, that's the uh, word Lampard used. So he could be back uh, for this particular game week of game week 8. But we never know, I'm just waiting for a couple of more days on a Friday uh, we could have more news from Lampard uh, whether he's going to be available for selection for game week 8. If not, then I might have to consider uh, selling him because that's I've given him enough time of 3 weeks already. 2 weeks of no return and 1 week of no show. So that's something which is testing my patience. So uh, I might have to consider uh, other options that is available for uh, Christian Pulisic. The uh, two more uh, injury news which I want to cover up is uh, Rodrigo from Leeds. So Rodrigo is self-isolating after coming in contact with someone who, co who was COVID positive. So he's going to be out for another week or two. Uh, this means that Bamford is going to be nailed on. So there's no uh, worries about Bamford being rested uh, at least for the next couple of game mates, So which is well and good for Bamford owners. And the last injury is uh, Lamptey. Lamptey has uh, a minor muscle injury. He was pulled out at around 80 minutes in the last game. Lamptey with a minor muscle injury, uh, that's something concerning. Uh, I was planning to start him this particular week. I'll again wait uh, and understand uh, from the manager uh, what's the uh, level of, of this particular injury, whether he's going to be available for game week 8 or not. So that's something. I'll wait and see uh, for uh, Friday. So do uh, check out the Twitter handle to see uh, whatever the latest injury news that comes in. We'll be retweeting all the all those injury newses in the next couple of days. Okay, with that said, we will jump on to the differential options that we have for the week or the next three or four game weeks. I'm starting off with Hector Bellerin. Hector Bellerin from Arsenal. 5 million uh, price tag with just 7% ownership. He has three clean sheets, uh, sorry, uh, three assists uh, and two clean sheets so far. Decent set of fixtures, as I told, uh, I, as I talked about the Arsenal defense on the whole earlier. So, Arsenal have performed really well defensively. Uh, as I told, they have conceded least goals in the league so far with just 24 shots on target, which is again third best. So, uh, Bellerin would be a really good option if you want to downgrade from the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold or Robertson. 
I personally, uh, if uh, if I don't have the uh, Pulisic concern, I probably might look to downgrade Robertson uh, to Hector Bellerin. Looking at uh, Arsenal's uh, fixtures and the way Liverpool is performing defensively, that is something uh, which really gives me that two million extra to pump into my midfield, where I can uh, enable or push someone uh, to the higher price, uh, higher priced uh, segment. Um, so that's something which I'm uh, thinking about in the next couple of days. Uh, once we have the Pulisic information, I might do. So, Hector Bellerin is a great differential option. Um, he he has been performing really good. He has not missed a single minute so far this season. So, there's no concerns of uh, him being rotated or something. He's a pretty nailed-on player in that Arsenal uh, squad. So, Hector Bellerin is my first differential option for the week. So, my second option is... Uh, Pablo Fornals, 6.4 million, 1.1% owned. So, West Ham have really performed well so far this season, even against certain tougher opponents. Fornals has played that pivotal role in accomplishing this particular uh, performance. He has helped the team uh, to a large extent. Two goals, three assists so far, uh, with, with 5.6 points per game. And he has a great set of fixtures to come. Uh, and uh, definitely he's into my consideration. Probably I, if I want to downgrade the likes of uh, Pulisic, if that is something, uh, that is one of the options that I might consider at 6.4 with great set of fixtures. So there is other option of uh, having uh, uh, Jared Bowen. Uh, so more or less similar priced uh, players. If you look at the comparison, they are almost evenly poised in terms of uh, uh, the goals. Um, Funnels has two goals, whereas Bowen has three. In terms of expected points, Funnels has the higher uh, edge here, 29 expected points, whereas uh, Bowen is expected to score 27. And then there's uh, expected goals. Again, Funnels has the higher expected goals, XG of 1.75, up against uh, a, a 0.26 uh, for Bowen. Big chances created, or almost evenly paused. Shots in the, in the box, uh, nine shots to seven. Shots on target, five shots to three. And overall shots evenly poised at 11. Uh, the number of touches inside the box, this is something curious, where uh, Bowen edges out with 20 uh, touches inside the box, whereas Fonal's lacking behind with 13 uh, touches inside the box. And the final third passes, 57 passes compared to 45 of Bowen. So more or less evenly poised, uh, I would say, uh, for both Fonal's and Bowen. I would opt Fonal's uh, for the threat of higher threat of goal. Uh, that's my consideration here. So uh, Pablo Fornals at 6.4 and he's more of a nailed on player and he plays more minutes compared to um, the likes of Jared Bowen. So that is also swings his way. So Pablo Fornals is my second uh, differential option for the week. And my third uh, differential option is an outside pick which I do quite often where I I recommend to take a punt or a risk of an option who is not exactly backed by stats. 
So Anthony Marshall is my third outside pick of the week as a differential option. He's 8.7 million uh, price tag with just 3.7% ownership. So he's coming back after a three-game ban. Um, however, he's been playing really well in the Champions League games. He scored and assisted a, a couple of goals in the Champions League games. So he's always going to be a threat pulling fouls inside the box and sc scoring those curlers once in a while. So uh, we know what sort of a player he is and uh, United off late, their offensive numbers really look good despite them blanking against uh, Arsenal. So with this Danny uh, Ings injury, uh, if you are looking to looking for a like-to-like -like replacement, then I believe Anthony Marshall is the man. Uh, if you want to take an early punt with the fixtures coming up, a decent set of fixtures, and he's a, a, a decent set of uh, uh, stats that is behind him in the past seasons. So uh, Anthony Marshall is my last and final outside pick as a differential for the week. So uh, I would definitely uh, suggest someone who's looking for a Danny Ings replacement, a like-to-like -like replacement. If you want to downgrade, then you can probably reconsider the other options that is available for the likes of uh, Wilson or Bamford or Che Adams and stuff. With the differential options covered, we'll quickly move into the community questions that we have. So we have a good bunch of questions this week. Uh, so. First comes first question comes from Ashok. So how to catch up when the game weeks go very badly? So this is something which uh, happens once in a while, and this season it happens quite often. It's such a, a roller coaster uh, season so far. So what I would suggest, or I I do personally, is that uh, just keep calm. Don't do any knee jerk options, uh, knee jerk transfers rather. So think what went wrong and why it went wrong. Is there a valid reason to get rid of someone uh, in a hurry? If you want to uh, just chop and change uh, immediately and with a season like what we are into currently, where there are more and more midweek action, there's always a chance that some other player who might get injured, in, who's, who's part of your current squad. For instance, uh, I, I would have wanted to get it off Pulisic. However, uh, there are a couple of other players who are involved in midweek action. Uh, so that might always come back to bite if you are doing those early transfers. So uh, just keep calm and uh, watch out for what went wrong. Just analyze yourself uh, and uh, just rethink why you got this player in the first place whether it is a short-term option or a long-term option. So put these into perspectives and uh, take it from there. These bad game weeks are going to be there uh, once in a while. So they are going to be uh, good game weeks for, uh, and we can look forward and plan uh, in, in the long term for the double game weeks and stuff where you can match up for the points you lost uh, in these bad game weeks. I hope that answers your question. Uh, moving on to the next question comes from Praveen, uh, Pulisic whether to hold or sell. So Praveen, uh, as I talked about earlier as well, uh, I have uh, the similar dilemma. So I'm, I'm just waiting for the press conference as I told uh, before. Uh, it was suggested to be a very minor injury, that meaning that he could be uh, fit for game week 8. Uh, but that's something I'm waiting uh, for the Friday press conference to understand more. So uh, watch out for that. Uh, once you have that information, make a move based on that. Uh, 
So there were a couple of questions uh, with regards to Yota bandwagon from uh, Lokesh and Abu. So uh, I, I think that has been already covered in the key takeaways. Uh, I would suggest you guys to, uh, you would have already listened to those uh, stuff already. Uh, this The next question comes from Abhinav. Uh, should I be patient with the United assets or should I look for alternatives? So Abhinav, uh, with regards to United, it's it's a very peculiar case. Uh, they are on and off. Um, they are blowing cold and hot uh, week in, week out. We, we couldn't really uh, guess what's going to happen. But I would suggest uh, stick put with that uh, United options. I personally have Rashford, whom I'm going to stick with for another couple of weeks. It's a, it's a very patchy season uh, overall and it is even more uh, so for United. So uh, they are really performing elsewhere in terms of Champions League performances and it's not uh, going to take much time to replicate that into Premier League as well. So I would advise you to hold on for at least for the next few game weeks where uh, on paper their uh, fixtures look much better than uh, what they could perform. So uh, definitely the hold, uh, uh, hold your United assets is, is, is my uh, suggestion here. Okay, uh, there is a bunch of questions uh, coming in uh, from Shaikh. Shaikh, uh, with regards to captain and differential picks, uh, you would have already uh, uh, seen the differential picks. With regards to the captaincy picks, I'll just come back to talk about it in a while. In terms of replacements for Mitchell and Matt Ryan, uh, I would say it is too early to give up on uh, Mitchell or Ryan. Mitchell, he was injured and he was out. With regards to Matt Ryan, we, we are not sure what uh, exactly is the uh, case that goes around with respect to Matt Ryan, whether it was uh, just a tactical decision uh, to uh, give him that uh, rest for a week or if it is an uh, even more serious injury. Uh, I personally don't have uh, much information on this uh, particular uh, uh, player, Matt Ryan. So I would say wait for another week or so to understand more because Mitchell has played really well for Crystal Palace. So he might come back and play on the right side uh, when we saw that PVA and Mitchell uh, both played uh, in a match when PVA came on. So uh, that is something... Uh, would be my suggestion to wait on for one week if not if you need replacement options you can consider the likes of arsenal and chelsea defense there are good amount of options in different price segments uh, uh, be it the goalkeeper or the uh, defenders uh, category so uh, that, that's the way uh, forward for replacements for these two players the next question uh, from shayek himself uh, is that whether the Sun uh, and Kane do you performance going to continue given that they have uh, tougher fixtures coming ahead or should we start considering Vardy uh, as a like a likely replacement for Harry Kane? So Vardy uh, over Kane move might really sound interesting uh, given the longer run of uh, good fixtures for Leicester. Uh, that that could be an ideal move in in the next couple of weeks however i wouldn't do that this particular week at least because first have a really great fixture against west brom uh, that's something uh, you can consider in the coming weeks but definitely not this particular week on top of it wadi's stats don't really match up to what he is doing on field uh, um, he is overperforming big time 
so he is almost the second most uh, uh, top scored player already but his numbers and the stats uh, that Leicester are putting out is not really up to the mark or they're rather overperforming with regards to Leeds as well uh, the game against Leeds as well it's purely to do with the counter uh, attack style of football uh, where they capitalized all the mistakes that Leeds made so uh, just, just just give one more game week for Ari Kane and Sun probably in that matter and then you can take a call based on uh, whether to stick with Kane uh, or uh, Sun or to let go one uh, off for the likes of uh, Wadi or probably uh, in a week we'll have different uh, options emerging out and on top of it we have the uh, international uh, break as well so uh, I wouldn't suggest to uh, sell Harry Kane or Sun this particular week but in the longer term you can uh, start considering uh, the other options that are available okay with that we'll move to the uh, final segment of transfers and captaincy for my particular team so in terms of transfers, uh, I ended up doing both my free transfers last week. So I have only one free transfer this week. So it would most likely be uh, for Christian Pulisic, if at all, if he is confirmed to be out for the longer term. If not, then I might look to save the transfer uh, moving into international break. Uh, I would always uh, like to do that. I would advise people to do that. Uh, have two transfers when you're heading into an international break so that serves you uh, better with whatever injuries that uh, people come back from uh, national teams but uh, i might be forced uh, into take out pulisic if he's confirmed to be out for the longer term so that's something which i'm still uh, contemplating i'm waiting for the press conference news uh, in terms of playing 11 uh, it's going to be pretty straightforward i'm going to have martinez uh, lamptey chilwell robertson Sun, Rashford, Salah, Pulisic, Kane, Watkins and Bamford. So this is going to be uh, most likely uh, 11 that is going to start. And in terms of captaincy options, uh, I think this week is going to be a, a runaway uh, option of Harry Kane uh, uh, or the Spurs assets Harry Kane or Sun who's playing up against West Brom, uh, one of the leaky, leakiest defense that we have seen so far. The likes of Fulham uh, themselves scored two goals, so you can imagine uh, what sort of a damage that uh, Spurs could uh, create uh, against uh, West Brom. So, yeah, I wouldn't risk any other option, but if you want to consider a couple of other uh, options or a differential options, probably someone from uh, uh, the Everton and Manchester United match. Uh, United options, you have the likes of Rashford, uh, Bruno Fernandes, uh, who are into the thing, uh, thick of things in terms of goal scoring opportunities in Manchester United. Everton, I wouldn't be uh, very much enthusiastic at this point of time. Uh, we saw what sort of a uh, damage that it created uh, without the without their regular uh, players who serves in ball. The likes of Richarlison is not there. We don't know what's uh, the latest on Hans Rodriguez. However, Dinia is bad, but uh, I wouldn't just uh, trust that particular uh, player or the service from uh, the left back. But as an overall option, United are one of the other options. Uh, Chelsea, who is playing up against uh, Shuffle United at home, is, is a great option for the likes of Werner, uh, Pulisic, if he is fit. 
and you have the uh, ziac is one of the uh, other bandwagon which people are uh, buying in large numbers but i wouldn't uh, trust uh, or give the armband immediately to ziac i would still uh, watch out for ziac how he performs and stuff in the coming weeks and then maybe i'll even consider to get him in but yeah chelsea is one of the uh, team where you can hand over the captaincy options with the likes of Werner or Pulisic. Uh, the last option I would suggest is uh, going for the uh, big hitters of Manchester City and Liverpool. It's going to be a really high intense game. Uh, Liverpool have their own uh, defensive uh, problems but on the flip side Manchester City haven't created or scored more goals. But given that uh, Gabriel Jesus has come back, he has uh, come off the bench for the in, in the Champions League game and he scored a goal as well. So uh, probably they they are uh, back into that uh, typical shape which they wanted to. So any of the options from Man City and Liverpool are going to be uh, a bold uh, bolder move if you want to take that risk and go for a differential option. It's going to be out of this uh, uh, particular fixture. Then you have the likes of uh, Jamie Wadi who's playing up against Wolves. But Wolves being a, a really uh, relatively tougher uh, defensive unit, uh, I'm not sure if we can expect much of a goals over here. But on the safer side, going with the crowd as usual, uh, Spurs stand out as the most uh, captainable uh, fixtures. You can give the armband to Harry Kane or uh, Hillman's son. Okay, with that said, I think we are uh, we can wrap this particular episode of Game Week 7 uh, review and Game Week 8 preview. I'll see you guys uh, in the other side of Game Week 8 uh, uh, review, uh, which would fall in between of the international break. So we'll have a lot more uh, things to discuss. Probably I'll split this part for this particular week alone and we'll talk more about how the team has performed so far and stuff. But for now, uh, make sure to uh, plan your transfers, watch out for the uh, uh, press conference as usual. And once again, it's a very early Friday deadline. Make sure to uh, uh, watch out for that. Do not miss the deadline uh, as I keep saying it. But until then, uh, stay safe and uh, happy FL planning and wishing you guys a great game week eight.